Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Haunted Heart Podcast with your hosts, Kenny and Katie. Katie. Aw. Oh, fuck. We fucked it up. We fucked it up. But Welcome. what's new? <laughs> I'm going to speak in my safe voice today so oh. that everyone feels safe and Welcome. I just want to go on the record that I do not feel safe. How scary do I look right now with you the look candlelight? You look fucking terrifying with the fucking on candlelight. My exaggerated smile face. I feel like this is like your version of like your customer service Hi. voice. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. No. You're, yeah. you're freaking me out. It's pretty Let's get exhausting. real Katie. Hold on. Real Katie. Let's get some vocal fry back in here. Thank you. Let's get some <laughs> ums. Let's get some likes. Let's get some awkward pauses and some throat clearing. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. How has your week been? I hope it's been amazing. I hope it's been spooky, but fun, uh, and safe. And safe. And, <laughs> and safe. safe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no demon possessions, mm -hmm. no poltergeists. Mm -hmm. You know, I hope it's been a good one. Maybe next week those can happen, but I hope you had a good Maybe one next week. week. <laughs> Maybe next week. You know, there's always hope. Right. I mean, damn. Maybe like, somebody out there was looking for some demon possession this week. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they were. Maybe they were. I have to tell you, I had kind of a creepy moment that happened to me yesterday. Yeah? So I was going to the uh, the at-home store uh -huh. uh, because... It's uh, your favorite place to be in the entire fucking world? Favorite place to be. No, only throughout the months of typically July through through the end of August um, because they start getting all of their Halloween decorations out. But this this year, they started putting them out early. And I'm excited. Uh, so anyway, you I... You said that like you were confused. Well, and you I'm made a facial expression that you were confused. I'm excited, I'm, I I'm think. excited because I think, well, I don't know. Because I don't... In my mind, it's never too early, but I'm like, is it too early? I don't think it's too early. No, I yeah, no, it's not too early. It's just I'm just worried that I'm they're gonna put their it. Christmas stuff out now in like right. fucking like August. Right, that's what I'm. Like, that's concerned the concern. About. I'm like, yeah. eh, are you really doing that? But anyway, yeah. so yeah. I was headed to the at home store, and as I was driving, a car got in front of me with a license plate that appeared to say, "Die five eighteen. Now, it was a zero, I believe, and not a D, but it looked like it said die 518. Wait, so it said oi, 518. Oi, 518. <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. Oi. I, I'm pretty sure it was a zero. I don't know. But it looked like it said die 518. And at the time, I was like looking at the clock and it was like 455. <laughs> I like that the first thing that you did was to look at the clock and check what time it fucking was. Fucking yeah, man. <laughs> and it I would have done the same thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what I do I do? I would have done the same I'm like, thing. And I'm getting ready to get on like a really crazy stretch of road that's like always busy and there's always wrecks and like mm -hmm. it's just fucking chaos and hell. And I'm like, 
what do I do? Do I pull over and just like wait? But then I'm like, no, what if that kills me? What if that's the reason why I get into an accident? So you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't play with fate. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. do it. Don't try it. So I went on my merry way. And then I was thinking, I'm like, well, shit, by the time I get there, it's going to like, I'm going to be at the at home store. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to die. At, at home if it happens i mean but if you went that way like if you were like reaching up to the top shelf to grab like the skeleton like the prime time skeleton that you saw up there that you wanted mm-hmm. and then just like a fucking avalanche cascade of halloween decorations crushed you to death like i would probably say at your funeral that you died doing what you loved and that would be the truth absolutely I and would- then i would pass around a hat and have everybody <laughs> throw a little bit of money in so that I could continue your legacy mm-hmm. and go shop <laughs> at the at-home store. That is that is so accurate. I could just see myself like buried under a rubble of Halloween merchandise with only my arm out, but like in clutched in my hand is the item that I wanted for fucking sure. And, I, and then I would come over and I would just gently take it out of your hand, and then I would clasp your hand one last time. That's how I would go. Fun another thing while I was shopping, though, uh, I think I found a lady that is, she reminded me of myself so much. She was shopping with her husband in the in the Halloween aisle. Mm-hmm. And I don't typically like for people to shop in the Halloween aisle with me because I'm like, this is my space. Leave me alone. Right? Please exit. I'm I have like, arrived. It is 518. <laughs> I need you to exit this aisle. Right. And also, like... I just get really angry because a lot of the times people come down those aisles and they say really stupid things like, where's this shit? Why is it out early? And then I like get angry. So I'm like, anytime I see somebody come in the Halloween aisle, I'm like, tread carefully. Right. So this lady was like trying to look for a pump, was looking at the pumpkins and she was with her husband or I'm assuming was her husband. And she said, I really like this pumpkin. I'm going to get it. He says, it's $12. And she looks at him and goes, it lights up, Ted. <laughs> oh, Ted, you done fucked up now. Uh-uh. And I'm uh-uh. like, babe, me, I got you. And then they just continued walking down the aisle, and she made him like get all of the things that were high up because she was smart. She wasn't going to die on a Halloween avalanche. That's beautiful. So you know, We're all just looking for our Ted's in life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she said, it lights up. Ted. And he didn't have any fucking thing to say. Oh, oh, did he? Nope. He didn't say a goddamn other put thing. It, he got that pumpkin and put it in the motherfucking basket. Yes, he did. Wordlessly, Ted. She had her pumpkin, and I was happy. That's beautiful. It was beautiful. It's like looking into the future. It really is. Of my life, hopefully. <laughs> the actual future me is just sitting in some fucking like crazy rusty iron throne thing looking goth as fuck but completely alone in an empty castle you wouldn't be with alone. no furniture you wouldn't be alone i'd be there that's true you would also have a throne with my own fucking rusty gothic throne i love it i'm in that who needs a ted who needs it not me anyway <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess it's uh, it's time for some housekeeping, right? Got to clean this house. Girl, it's dirty. It is dirty, honey. Let's get the broom. She's dirty. Let's, Let's get, get that these witch's cobwebs. Broom up. Hey, you remember all that, that, that stuff we were going to put on Patreon that we didn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to 
like be awkward and bring it up or anything, but um But I'm gonna be awkward and bring it up. It was a rough week. <laughs> it really was a rough for week both for of both us. of us. Um it just wasn't in the cards. Um I'm pretty sure Literally, I did a tarot reading. Did you? Because I didn't look at the cards this week because I'm pretty sure they would have fucking caught on fire. I did a tarot reading. It was just straight up like fucking tower and like death and rest. And I'm like, great. Just, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> they stop they everything. Just stop. No, but we do actually have um, stuff that we want to put on there. And there's like some cool, there's like one super exciting thing that we're um, really excited to put up. And we are going to get to that this week because... We're just going to do it. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I don't think I haven't really talked to you about this, but I thought about doing something really special for a couple of our patrons, maybe like a little monthly, like special tarot reading for them. Oh, I that would be would cool. would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so my favorite thing is when we pitch ideas to each other live on the podcast. <laughs> right. Instead of in like a meeting. This is organic. Okay. <laughs> it happens naturally. Anyway, so yeah, I think I'm gonna do uh, that, that would and be send cool. some of that, uh, send some of that your way. Uh, and yeah, oh, also our merch is available. Yay! We did manage to get that done. So we were trying to like prioritize things and like, you know, get stuff done. And like this week, there was just too goddamn much happening. And but what what we did get done is we got the merch site launched. So now you can have your very own Haunted Heart Podcast T-shirt. Or bag, or or bag, or mug. We have like a couple different designs, and we'll be like rolling new stuff out as we go. And um, yeah. And I just have to say, your boobs look great online. I did not realize that you were going to use that. So when I like went to check the site after it launched, I was like, cool, the thumbnail is just my tits. Like, just a really really wide close-up shot of just my tits so even if you don't want to buy merch but you were like i'd like to see a really close-up wide shot of caitlin's boobs in like a cotton tank top there you go that's for you you're welcome I that's did that. for all of you we just have a sudden spike in websites <laughs> no one's buying anything when they just go and then a sudden drop because it's not really as exciting as as we mentioned. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. So I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, I'm sure it works for some people. Where they at? Can you get me their numbers? No. 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 I cannot. Where are those people? Oh, also. So yeah, is that all that we have for housekeeping right now? I fucking think so. We're going to get back to doing our podcast spotlights, but, you know. Yeah. If it's not obvious by now, we're holding it together with chewing gum and paper clips. So we just don't fucking have time to talk about anybody else's podcast right now. Right. (laughs) Because we're so focused on us, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. No. I mean, I really do feel that way. I think we've kind of, like, done a bunch of, like, we've met a lot of new listeners, and, like, the Facebook group is doing awesome, and, Oh, like, and then there's, like, we're trying to work on this, like, little book club yes, thing. Yes, I do, no I do really group. want to do that. Yes. So, yeah, um, if you listen to the show and you are not on the Facebook group, go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, literally, go fuck yourself. No, no, um, if you're on the, if you listen to the podcast, but you're not on the Facebook group, 
Um, we, a couple listeners were interested in like starting a Facebook group and we were talking about doing, um, House of Leaves as the first book and we were just kind of going to kick around ideas and I'm kind of, um, like brainstorming on the format of how it'll work. I don't know if I'll do a separate page or what, how, what we'll do, but it'll probably involve like one, um, like live stream every week or maybe every other week, Mm -hmm. um, where you know, we'll just go live and we'll talk about the book. And I don't, I don't know if Kenny's going to be part of it. I don't know if it's going to be me thing. I have no idea. Um, but know that that is coming. And if you want more details on it, the Facebook group is the place to go. Um, so definitely join the Facebook group, the Haunted Heart Podcast. It's a closed group, but if you request to join, we'll approve you, obviously. Um, and then you can get updated on that. Yes. But it is coming. Yes. Uh, oh, and happy Fourth of July, because oh, be I swear to God, I thought you were about to say Happy Friday, and I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, Happy Fourth, everybody! It'll be July Fourth when this episode is officially released. Oh yeah, because July Fourth is Wednesday. Yep, that makes yes, a lot of it sense. Is. Beautiful, Happy Fourth! This is my second favorite holiday. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. You all about Halloween. them fireworks? Halloween. Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, yep. top three holidays. Yeah, you all about them Fantastic. fireworks, them that that cut off denim, cut off denim, flip flops, maybe a red heel if she's feeling fancy, maybe a red lip to go with it. Uh-huh. I love to go full on firehouse slut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trademarking it. Firehouse um, slut. Full on firehouse slut. Let's go. Uh. <laughs> no. Um. Burgers on the grill, set some shit on fire. Like, let's go. I am 100% ready for it. I'm here for it. I love setting shit on fire. Safely, safely. Yes, please be safe. If you love to set shit on fire like me, make a firefighter friend. That's what you should do. I recommend it. Yep. That's, you, how do you feel about 4th of July? Because you hate summer. Oh, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. It's like, I'll look out the window, I'll see a firework, I'm like, eh, great. Then I shut the, I shut the blinds. I remember last year, 4th of July, I was like in my fucking fields. And I like went outside and ran like eight miles and they started like shooting fireworks off in my like area that I was running. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. Like, I just remember being all sweaty and gross and terrible and like. It was actually a pretty terrible fourth because I didn't do yeah. anything that I like to do on the fourth. Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm about the good. food. I'm about the food. You about the cookout? I'm about the cookout. Yes, ma'am. Um, Macaroni salad. Yes, get yes. you a hot dog. Potato salad. Get that hot dog. If you lucky, somebody made mac and cheese in a crock pot. Mm-hmm. I love a good coleslaw. Mm. I love a good I, coleslaw. See, I can't do the slaw. I love a good slaw. Uh, no, I'm just not huge into 4th of July. 4th of July was kind of like a big thing, like in my family, like growing up. And then like, now that a lot has changed, I don't really like participate in it that much. But also like on the same hand, like I'm either working or I don't really have anywhere to go. I never really have anywhere to go for July 4th or to like do anything fun. So hmm. I don't know. Maybe that'll change this year. I have to look I mean, see just, what my work schedule looks like. Yeah. See what your work schedule looks like. But also it's fucking really fucking hot and I'm me. not about that either. Yeah, so I'm is. like, yeah. do I just find a cookout and like make it take out <laughs> and bring it back? And eat it in the AC. We can watch some Queer Eye. Yeah. I mean, I'm into it. Yeah. 
I'm here for um, it. All. Oh, I have a PSA. What? Nobody go see Jurassic World. I must tell you, all of you, if you loved Jurassic Park at all, don't go see the second Jurassic World movie. The first one, okay, sure, whatever. I'm not touchy about, like, franchises. Well, I'm touchy about some franchises that I love, like Halloween, my Michael mm-hmm. Myers, very protective. Um, however, the new Jurassic World movie is fucking traumatizing. I, I literally have got to go to therapy because of this movie. Like, I have to go work this shit out in therapy because they just fucking scarred me. So, fair warning, you might want to look it up and see some of the fucking terribleness that you're going to witness if you go see that movie. Got it. Happened to me last night. It's very fresh. I'm very emotional. She's raw. A lot of things happen. They weren't redeemable. I fucking will never forget. And it's just heart-wrenching. Fucking watch The Lane Before Time instead. Just do it. Not even that. That That's fucking scarring, too. But it was Shit. beautiful. That movie was scarring. But, it, like, that movie was for sure traumatizing. But it was, like, it was also, like, life, right? Because that movie had some pretty fucking low points. But then also it had some high points. And then you came away with an understanding of, like, life is a complex thing. Right? You go watch the second Jurassic World movie and it's just fucking trauma. And then you leave and you're like, I fucking hate people. And I'm like on the edge and I need to call my therapist. Like, it's not a good time. So I'm just saying Uh, it's a little off brand for us, but I just need to let everybody know fucking trauma awaits you in the second Jurassic World movie. All right. So don't go. Don't see Jurassic World. this this is not sponsored by <laughs> Jurassic World. I mean, obviously it wouldn't be because we're telling them not to go see. What it. if they did though? What if it was like a really smart like, um, like reverse marketing effort? I feel like our listeners have like either went away because they don't know what the fuck we're talking about this week. Look, if or... I help, if I help one fucking person avoid the trauma that I experienced. Don't see Jurassic World. I haven't seen it. I probably will. She told me not to see it, but I don't will. fucking do it, babe. I will. If you I will. if you I'll do, do I demand that it. you call me afterwards I'll so that we can discuss I'll, I'll our shared it. trauma. I'll watch it. We'll see. We'll see. God damn, it's gonna hurt you. Get so, ready. It's gonna hurt you specifically because you're sensitive to things like that. We'll see. Anyway, we're talking about Colonial Ghosts today. How's that yes, for a segue? Yes, thank you. Thank How you. How is that for a segue? Happy four. Dinosaurs happened Happy four. a long time ago. And colonialism happened not so long ago. There you go. All right. <laughs> I had a lot of Wawa coffee today, so I'm just going to let you guys know. I, I felt like I wasn't awake enough last episode, so I'm very awake yeah. this episode. We Some actually, might say too awake. Yeah. Well, great. Because that fucking tea last week wasn't hitting it for you, was it? It, it was. The Burger, Burger King, King let tea. me down. I nah, understand why. Fun. It's the International House of Burgers now. They slipping. You slipping, King. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we did something fun last week, actually. We, we did. We went on a ghost tour. Instead of fucking putting Patreon shit up for you. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was supposed to be Patreon shit for you. Like, I think we thought we were going to do this thing and we were going to, like, do a cool, like, live experience. And then we realized that, like. You can't do that. You can't videotape ghost tours. <laughs> um, because copyright. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, and also disrespect. So we just enjoyed it for you. Um, we I took a few pictures that I will be posting. 
um, that is like they're pretty cool. We went to a few cool places, but uh, what was we went to? Um, it's Alexandria Colonial Tours. Yes. So Old Town Alexandria, mm-hmm. beautiful area in Virginia. Yes. Just in case you don't know where the fuck we are, beautiful area. They do uh, ghost tours and then they also do historic tours as yes. well. Yeah. Uh, they like touch a lot of like stories on like like ghost stories, local legends, folklore, uh, murder. But the coolest part about their stories is like all of their stuff is backed up with um, like actual historical documents. So mm-hmm. they do a ton of research on like like all the stories that they tell you the people in them were real and yeah. the events actually were documented. Um, obviously, there's some degree of like hearsay, but like it's mostly based on like, actual, true, real, documented things. Yeah, and so that's the one thing that I enjoyed about it was, like, that sort of infusion of history into it as well. Like, it was ghostly and it was spooky, but it was also, like, like I learned a few things. Like, it was well-researched and yeah. put together in a nice, presentable, professional way and not this fucking heap of trash yeah. fire that yeah. we have. Yeah. It was not us. So they offer two routes, north and south. I believe we took the south tour. Yeah, we took south. Uh, and we had a really great tour guide. The tickets were reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you can find, like, ticket information if you're ever, like, planning on coming up this way uh, at alexandriacolonialtours.com. Not sponsored by them, but definitely just want to shout them out because Jimmy was hilarious. For fucking he was sure. amazing. He was excellent. Uh, yeah, excellent, excellent. And, like, I thought it was so fucking creepy that, like, we went, like, we... Got there a little early, and we went to a gelato shop prior to, like, meeting our tour yeah, guide. because, you know, it was hot, and we were going to walk, like, fuck. a half a mile, and, you know, we're fucking fat asses, so we uh-huh. had to have a little snack first, so. Yeah. You know. And turns out the gelato shop was on the ghost tour. It was the first fucking stop. He was like, first, let's stop at this building right here because it's super haunted. And Kenny and I just like look at each other and we're like, oh, shit. I think something drew us there to the gelato shop. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe it was the fact that the gelato shop was right fucking beside the building that we had to meet our tour guide at. Yeah, that. So. Maybe. Not to burst your bubble, but. uh. What was your favorite uh, little moment? Uh, so my favorite moment was, um, I don't want to, hmm, okay, so I don't want to like retell any of their stories because those are their stories and they research them, but there was this one little like aside and I don't even know if it was like a real story or not, like because our tour guide just kind of gave it to us real quick. Um, so it may have just been something that he re- researched on his own. So please forgive me, Jimmy, if you ever hear this. Um, but there was this one particular building in Alexandria called El Porto. Um, and it was a, uh, he called it a school back in the day, um, where the sailors would get off their ships because Alexandria was a big port city. Um, and the sailors would come into El Porto. It wasn't called that at the time, but they would come into that building and they would reserve time with one of the girls at the school, and they would receive some tutoring. A.K.A. dock their ship. Absolutely. <laughs> Ahoy, matey. <laughs> so they would book some time with a lovely lady and go about their way. And apparently one of the soldiers decided that he was going to get a little rough one night, a little 
non-consensual rough, which y'all know I don't stand for. <laughs> and he apparently, you know, got a little got a little out of hand. And the schoolmistress, the headmistress, <laughs> uh, Madame Headmistress, uh, decided that she wasn't going to fucking stand for that. So she figured out where he was staying and went to his fucking place of like temporary place of residence she knocked three times on his door he opened it she shot him dead in the fucking face (laughs) and then she went to jail for like two days or it may have been like four days Uh, i think she was like sentenced to like four weeks in jail but she only served like two days yeah she she got out two days and they were like fucking bye like (laughs) gotta go sorry bye which i love and kenny like so they told that story and I was thinking, damn, what a badass bitch. And then Kenny, like, looks at me and goes, that's you. I was like, absolutely. I hope so. That was her in another life. I received that. I would absolutely. 100%. Definitely. Yeah. If so, you want that rough stuff, we got a couple other contracts for you, for honey. Real. And you're going to have to go. And some more money. You're going to have to go work with Gertrude. Because <laughs> she knows what's up. <laughs> She knows exactly what's up. Fucking Gertrude. She's got strong hands and some good stamina for you. (laughs) Yeah. So we had a fun time. We found a cute little, like, bar down in a basement somewhere. Fuck yeah. Shout out to the Bayou Room. Fucking Bayou Room. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Sometimes you just need a dark bar, man. Yes, because I don't know if you, I don't, like, probably a lot of you guys listening have never been to Alexandria, Virginia, but if you go, or or maybe you have. uh, But if you go there, it is a very, how do we say that? Bougie. Yeah. It's a very bougie, rich, upper class, upper crust type of place. Yeah. The kind where you have to have like a three-piece suit to get into a fucking bar. For sure. And I had uh, nude fishnets and denim cutoffs. <laughs> I was wearing uh, one of our Haunted Heart logo tees. Absolutely. Representing. <laughs> and some like fucking cargo. So Yeah, we wanted to go see like the, the, the bar that George Washington frequented. Turns out it's not like a dive bar. It's like a classy place. Something tells me that George would not fucking like it as much. Maybe though now. you know like, I, mean? I could have sworn like the 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 windows were lit by a single candlelight and like i don't know just looking in the windows it just looked real dull it looked really starched it looked very quiet it looked like the type of place where you don't really get above a whisper a, a good murmur type bar uh-huh. which is not really that great for me because i'm loud as fuck on just a daily basis um so we didn't go there. Instead, we went to this like cool ass, like underground, like the Bayou casual, chill ass bar. Yeah, absolutely. The name, the Bayou. I'm like Bayou. Spelled out in like purple neon, and I was like, "Yeah, Bayou. What?" Kenny's like, "What is this place?" And I'm like, "This seems like it's for us." And we go down into the basement, and it's cold, and it's dark, and there's like limited seating, but it's not crowded. Uh, there's like candle lights, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" And the drinks were decently priced, and I mean, fuck yeah, it, it was, was, a, it was uh, an amazing experience. Collins. Yes, Shout it was. So, uh, who's going first? Um, I think you said you wanted to bookend me. <laughs> ooh. ooh. Um, I have never so, had that before. So I have a um, a palate cleanser. Um, 
Already? We haven't even first. started the fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just cleanse your palate. Well, we don't know where they're coming in from. You could be coming in from a long, hard day at work. You just pour yourself a glass of nice ice water or sweet tea or some brandy. And you just sit on back. And I, you know, I just want to cleanse their palate from All right. their day. All right. Um, so this is actually just a like really short one that I wanted to tell just because I, I thought it was cool. I'm fascinated by buried alive stories. So I wanted to tell this one and then we'll let you do your thing. And then I have a slightly more okay. substantial Sounds good. piece as well. So this first story is the story of Elizabeth Throckmorton. Ooh. Which Throckmorton. is Throckmorton. It's just a strong name. You know what I mean? Throckmorton. It says to me strong brows. You know? Really? That's interesting because I got strong jowls. Like Yeah. Strong brows, a nice thick chin, just Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. So that probably is nothing. She probably was like fucking A delicate gorgeous. flower. Absolutely. Because everybody was back in colonial times. Everyone was a delicate flower who smelled like absolute shit. God. Because histor- historical eras are nasty. Yeah, no. No deodorant. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. no. No proper hygiene either. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. So Elizabeth... She was terribly, terribly, terribly heartbroken because her father refused to bless a proposal of marriage from her beloved suitor. And she was so heartbroken that she fell ill as she returned from London to her family home at Churchill and Gloucester. Did I fucking... Gloucester. That's what that sound is like. I think it's pronounced Gloucester. Gloucester. Gloucester? Gloucester, yeah. Fucking... I hate British things. Gloucester. It's okay, because I, I thought it was pronounced Gloucester. I thought it was Gloucester. I thought it was Gloucester, but I think it's Gloucester. Somebody help me. Gloucester. I have a degree in history. Did you know that? Well, I you knew, knew that, that, but, but <laughs> it's easy to forget, isn't it? I forget it? it often. It's just so easy to forget. Gloucester, that's what we'll say. Gloucester. Ask me to fucking pronounce something in Russian, bitch. Because my we degree did last week. is in Soviet history. Did we? Yeah. Did Dostoevsky. I ace it? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's fine. Okay. Anyway, one day I'm going to do the podcast entirely in Russian. We'll have a Russian episode one. Oh, that would be fucking amazing. On the books. Assistant? We don't have one, though. We talked about it. it last week. We definitely don't but have why one. why don't we have one? I don't know. We could have fucking used one this week. Anyway. So, poor Elizabeth Throckmorton. She is terribly heartbroken. Daddy says she cannot marry Prince Charming. And she fell ill as she returned from London to her family home in, like, right around Williamsburg. Gloucester is near Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. Virginia. Because Virginia is the best. Uh, There, she apparently died. And they, her family buried her. They had a whole ceremony. They were all very sad. They cried. They said nice words. Probably her cousins were fucking gossiping about her and talking about getting with her man because you know how that stuff goes. Uh-huh. And they bury her, set up a nice gravestone or whatever. 
However, there was one problem with that, and it was that Elizabeth was still alive. Oh, no. So she I was. hate when that happens. I fucking hate when I just lay down for a nap. I am so fucking tired. She was and like, three days later, somebody's fucking shoveling dirt on top of me. I mean, I just feel like that that's you. Just tired Dead. from work. Just fucking. I'm just going to lay down. Oh, she died. I 100%. Thankfully, you take- have me. Yeah. To come in and just be like, no. no. She's just tired. She's just had a rough week. Just give her six or seven days. She's going to be fine. <laughs> if she starts to decompose, then we'll, you know, yeah. sprinkle a little dirt if on she... her for a while. Well, or some lie. <laughs> even even then, she's probably coming back. It's fine. It'll be like Uncle Buck. No. You'll be moving the Ouija board What's and it's like movie? not dead. <laughs> What's the movie? What is that fucking movie? It's not Uncle Buck. What's the movie um, where the guy dies and they just like keep his family? Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Keep his family? Keep his body. Keep his body. His family keeps his body. I don't think that was his family, but okay. I mean, there was a dead person. They kept his body. We kept him. Yes. We put a hat on him. Yes. And some shades. And had multiple sequels. Were there multiple dead bodies in the sequels? Or did we keep the same one? We kept the same one, I believe. Yeah. There's a poem about that by, <laughs> uh, it's called A Rose for Emily. You should read it. Anyway, back to Elizabeth Throckmorton. She has been buried alive. And it was not until a very angry servant dug up her plot to steal her jewelry. (laughs) And this, like, picture this, right? This motherfucker sneaks back into the graveyard, right? And this was actually really common in colonial times. And they would actually bury people. I think we've talked about this in the podcast before. They would bury people with a bell above their grave and then run a string down inside their grave so that they could pull on the bell if they'd accidentally been buried alive because apparently doctors were just like, Idiot mouth breathers back then? No. We that didn't w- know things. That was our episode three, which you can check out. <laughs> Just go on back, episode three. If you haven't. You know, sample it. So, yes. So they would they would bury people with a string, and then you would ring the bell, and then that was the whole purpose of the, of the graveyard keeper man. What's his name? Who? I the gravekeeper? The gravekeeper. Is that what they call? Yeah. Okay. The cemetery associate nowadays. The caretaker. The caretaker. The crypt keeper. The crypt keeper. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> so apparently that was not uh, the case for Elizabeth because it wasn't until her servant snuck in to steal her jewelry and cut off her finger to take a ring that she woke up. So this motherfucker snuck in, <laughs> dug her ass up, opened up her coffin, like was taking all her shit, and she did not wake up until he like cut off her finger. Oh, that is hol- okay. So and then she was like, "Hold the fuck up! That was, I'm alive." That is actually kind of hilarious if you think about it. Like, no disrespect to the dead, but well, I guess she wasn't dead. But no. <laughs> no. so no disrespect. No disrespect. But, could you just imagine she was like, fuck this bitch. I'm going to get all her goddamn jewelry. And then she just fucking wakes and she's up there. Uh, she's like, give me that ring, you motherfucker. And she starts cutting it. And then fucking Elizabeth is just like, ah! 
<laughs> back from the dead. My soul hey, would have left my body. <laughs> hey, For bitch. Sure. <laughs> you hey. thought you were going to see the last of me? Looks like I'm back. That would also be a you move, though. <laughs> you just <laughs> yeah. happen to fucking come For back. Real. Oh, what the fuck's up? Hey, how you doing, <laughs> Vanessa? How How's it going? Hey. I see you taking my fucking shit, girl. You want to tussle? Hashtag awkward. Yeah. So Elizabeth apparently was roused by this. And they think that she may have been in a coma, that that is like the explanation for why she was just fucking out of it. Um, but she woke up nonetheless, and she was super frail and super weakened from being fucking buried alive. But she did climb out of her grave, crawl through the last dead flower stalks in the garden, and drag herself along a driving snowstorm to the front porch of her house. She apparently had scratched at the door in a failed attempt to call her father, because by the time she got to the house, she didn't have any energy left to, like, scream. She didn't have any voice or anything or any way to get his attention. What happened to this assistant that was, like, robbing her? I'm fucking assuming that motherfucker booked it (laughs) and told everybody he knew for the rest of time. I'm pretty sure he bailed real hard. Was it a he? I would have thought it would have been a she. Mm, I don't know. I assumed he... I envisioned a she. Maybe it's because I hope the best for women. <laughs> I envisioned a yeah. she. Because it just seems Maybe. like a very, like... Maybe it was that cousin who was talking about right. getting with That's her what man, I'm saying. Girl. That's what I'm saying. Could have been. Anyway. Anyway, whoever that person was fucking booked it. Because they were thinking that somebody, like a dead person, had literally come back to life in front of them. They were shitting bricks. And... She drags herself to the house in the snow and scratches at the door, fails to get her father's attention, and dies on the front porch. That sucks, man. Very sad. So for generations afterward, the residents of Church Hill reported inexplicable incidents and encounters with what some believe to be Elizabeth's ghost. For many years following the first snow of the season, family and servants would claim to hear a rustling skirt, like the sound of a rustling skirt ascending the staircase mm-hmm. on the front porch. Um, and there was also blood found in the old garden that would just keep turning up year mm. after year. And there would be like blood on the snow is another thing that's associated with her. There would al- They would also hear logs being placed on the fire, which I thought was kind of... Interesting. I mean, I guess since she froze to death, she's trying to just make sure we're keeping that fire stoked, girl. Stay warm, honey. For sure. So there, but the most, I guess, the thing that is most indicative of her is there is apparently a big cluster of violets that grow near the steps of her house where she died. And apparently they didn't grow there before, but those it's said that those violets are watered by the tears of a dying girl seeking refuge from the season's first snow. And that those are associated with Elizabeth. Mm. That's interesting. Very sad. Damn. Yeah. I'm I'm a sucker for a buried alive story. Right. And like could you imagine like being the father? 
So sad. Like going to the door and then just seeing that. Oh, the scratches are the worst part because it's like, damn it. She was so like, what a fucking badass, by the way, to be buried alive. Number one, to be in a fucking coma, to be buried alive, Her fucking to fucking finger just wake got up cut off. with your finger being severed by some motherfucker who's trying to rob you to climb out of your grave and then drag yourself along all the way back to your house in a snowstorm. Like that's badass. Badass. Super badass. Yeah. Check your fucking front porch all the time. And Check your front porch sure multiple times a day. For sure. And make sure people are dead. Go ahead and cut off them. their finger before you bury them so that we can make sure they're not coming back. Yeah. Well, you said that was in Williamsburg, right? Yes. Actually, it turns out, so we wanted to do colonial ghost stories, and I was like, that'd be cool. We'll do them from all over. And then I realized that, like, most of fucking the colonial era happened uh, here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we get into, like, Salem and stuff like And I want to save that for future episodes. Yeah, that was something, like, because there were definitely a couple of stories that want like I thought about doing from Salem but I'm like mm, let me hold off on that so my story also takes place in Williamsburg surprise okay yeah <laughs> same surprise this maybe is the colonial Williamsburg episode it's the family vacation of podcasts right <laughs> we're going to Williamsburg that's a thing on the east coast everybody just fucking travels to Williamsburg all the time yeah so, all right, a little bit of history. Williamsburg was founded in 1632, a colony situated on the high ground between the James and York Rivers. From 1699 to 1780, Williamsburg served as the capital of the Virginia Commonwealth and was at the epicenter of political and social events leading up to the American Revolution. And it was around 1670 when William Randolph ventured over from England to establish his new home with his wife, Mary Isham. Together with their progeny and marital alliances, the two became known as the Adam and Eve of Virginia. Hmm. One of these descendants was Peyton Randolph, first president of the Continental Congress. Some people also refer to him as the first president. Hmm. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> and not George Washington. <laughs> um, Peyton was born in September of 1721. Are they alternative facts people? No. Well, <laughs> I guess because they consider, like, because that was, like, like that was setting kind of, up everything. Yeah. that like And because he was the president of the um, Continental Congress, that he could technically be considered a the first president. Okay. That's cool. Not elected. So not elected. Probably not. <laughs> well, probably not gonna. Well, he was elected to, well, I guess not elected to the Continental Congress. Whatever. Anyway, he was born in September of 1721 and later went on to attend the College of William and Mary. And at age 16, his father, John Randolph, passed away and he was left to inherit the family home, which he moved into with his wife, Elizabeth Randolph. Now known as the Peyton Randolph Home, it was built in 1715 by William Robertson and was acquired by Peyton's father, John, in 1721. It was an impressive home for the times, originally built in three separate parts. They were later connected to form an L-shaped estate located at the corner of Nicholson and North England streets. 
the deep brick red color of the home is a is as beautiful as it is symbolic of the estimated 30 deaths that have occurred inside oh shit freak accidents illness war murder and a rumored curse have all stained the history of this colonial home Elizabeth and Peyton Randolph owned around 27 slaves at the time before their passing, one of which was a woman by the name of Eve. Eve was the home's... <sighs> Sounds really bad to say, but she was their, like, highest slave. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, and that sounds god-awful to say, but uh, she was the personal slave to Elizabeth Randolph and was on call for her every whim. Mm. Her mattress even sat outside of Elizabeth's door. Mm. And there were many nights that Eve thought of escaping, but because her children were so young, she didn't try to uh, make the move. And it wasn't until one year after Peyton's death that the royal governor of Williamsburg, uh, a one John Murray. <laughs> what? Girl. I love it. That's a little bit of an inside joke. We were just joking like the other day that all of the men in my family are named John Murray. And it's true. They I saw that and I was like. 100% are. So he was. Look yes. at that! I wonder if I'm fucking related to him. Maybe we should check my genealogy. Wait, is he a good guy or a bad guy in this story? Um. Well, I mean, he's he Just was fighting guy. with the British, so. I mean, he was the royal governor, and oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, and the Lord of Dunmore also. So there's that. I feel like I've read about that guy. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah. So he issued a proclamation because at this time, like, you know. British rule was sort of crumbling at that point. Uh, so he issued a proclamation that any slaves or indentured servants owned by those that had been disloyal to the crown uh, could find freedom if they joined the British army. Mm, yeah. Eve saw her chance and fled, along with eight other slaves from the Randolph home. But unfortunately, freedom never came as the British camps were plagued with the pox, and once General Cornwallis surrendered at Yorktown, the slaves were no longer protected and cruelly sent back to their masters. Mm-hmm. Upon her return to the Randolph home, the widowed Elizabeth punished Eve for quote-unquote bad behavior by mm. selling her and separating her from, from her, her children. children. God damn it. What a cunt. What a cunt. It was then that Eve was said to have placed a curse upon the home. In the early 19th century, the home came into the possession of the Peachy family. And in 1824... Wait. The Peachy family. Wait. The Peachy family. I fucking... I feel like peachy. they... I feel like the Peachy family goes to Sears every year to take their fucking holiday card photo. They might in now. June. It's <laughs> June or July. Now. They all are fucking wearing wool sweaters because Mama Peachy doesn't fucking stand... For any polyester blends, it is 100% wool, 100% cashmere. Don't do a blend. And we're going for that blue sky background at the Sears to Mm -hmm. take our goddamn Christmas photo in June so that I can get the cards in the mail by October. Right. That's the Peachy family. (laughs) 
So yes, this was the Peachy family. That uh-uh. was that's who was living. I here. hate him already. What's the ghost do? I'm on the ghost side. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in uh, 1824, they hosted the famous uh, French general Lafayette, and during his stay, he wrote, uh, and this is direct from his journal entry, I considered myself fortunate to lodge in the home of a great man, Peyton Randolph. Upon my arrival, as I entered through the foyer, I felt a hand on my shoulder. It nudged me as if intending to keep me from entering. I quickly turned but found no one there. The nights were not restful as the sounds of voices kept me awake for most of my stay. It was soon after that one of the Peachy Boys was playing... <laughs> the Peachy Boys <laughs> was playing in the yard. It sounds like a Beach Boys like cover band. The Peachy, the Peachy Boys. Boys. It's like a gay cover band. Or like a Beastie Boys cover band. The Peachy Boys. We're gonna... Okay. I don't know. The Peachy Boys. They just sing songs about fruit. Their first album is called Fruit Salad. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Not that. That's that's a nightmare waiting to happen. Oh. So one of her children, one of the boys, uh, was playing in the yard, climbing a tree, only to have the branch snap and the boy plummet to his death. Another young girl later fell from one of the, mendo- from one of the windows to meet her untimely demise. And another was heard playing with her, quote, ghostly friend Elizabeth when a force pushed her down the stairs, killing her. Mm. Later, a young Confederate veteran was staying at the home and attending the College of William and Mary uh, when he became violently ill, mysteriously, and died inside the house. Two men who had been staying at the house together Mm -hmm. found themselves enraged one night and began to brawl, with the result ending in death as they shot each other at point blank. Huh. And in the 1960s, the building served as a lodging house with many guests rushing out in the middle of the night after claims of being violently shook, physically assaulted, and seeing apparitions over their beds. A guest is quoted as saying, I was resting comfortable when awakened by the peculiar feeling that someone was tugging on my arm. Naturally, I assumed I was dreaming, so I rolled over and went back to sleep. A short while later, I was being shaken violently. As my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I could see that I was completely alone. I darted out of the bed and ran as fast as I could. I didn't even go back to collect the things I'd left behind. Hmm. One of the more recent stories is that of a security guard who decided to check in the cellar after hearing a disturbance. One thing that you do not do. Don't check. Never. It's fine. Once he was down there, he heard a fiendish growl and felt a force holding him in place. The cellar doors slammed shut behind him. His flashlight went out and he was rendered immobile. Mm. It wasn't until he radioed his lieutenant for help that the violent force relinquished its grip and the security guard was set free. The security guard no longer works as a security guard. (laughs) (laughs) Is that by his choice? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm I mean, done. I feel you. I'm I would done. be, there are some careers that I feel like I would be the fucking worst at. Somehow worse at that than podcasting. But I feel like a security guard is one. Yeah. Because I'd hear a noise and I'd be like, bye. Not going. 
Deuces. Uh, looks like it's time for me to get off. Uh, I'm not doing anything. I'm staying locked in that little TV room. For and fucking lying. sure. Eating chips. 100%. 100%. I would be any security guard from any like 80s heist movie. That would be for fucking real. me. Exactly. Um, nursing as well. I think I'd be fucking terrible at. You'd accidentally kill somebody. Well, no. Here's the thing. Like people fall in hospitals and like... As a nurse, you kind of got to catch them. And, like, I feel like I would be like, (laughs) So you would just be awful. That's what we're saying. I would literally be terrible nurse, terrible security guard, terrible, like, emergency responder. Terrible anything that is, like, there to protect you and help you. No, just don't do it. Not for her. I mean, if what you need is, like, a good spiritual connection and some, like, spirit guidance, I got you. But I just need you to not need it to happen at any certain time, like specific time. Like I need you to not need to be spiritually healed at 5.30 p.m. Exactly. Because I'm probably going to hit it around 5.45. Or 6, 6.30, You know. You'll get it eventually. The next day. I'll get you them vibes eventually, baby. She calls you next week. It's fine. <laughs> So, yes, um, another incident occurred uh, in the east wing of the house where two women had lived by themselves until their deaths. Uh, A fire alarm rang, alerting the attention of the security personnel. They were unable to gain access to the wing, so they found a way in through one of the outside windows. No evidence of fire or smoke was present in the air. However, upon entering, they found a single fire extinguisher sitting in the middle of the room with its contents completely emptied. What's interesting is that the contents were released in a perfectly formed circular pattern around the extinguisher, and while the pin had been removed, it was never found. Furthermore, there was no discharge below the extinguisher. The nozzle was found facing down and had been sprayed around the room in a perfect position. Hmm. And they did, uh, nobody was found, like no signs of like breaking in, none of that. Um, they didn't find anybody, no intruders, none of that was found. So, pretty interesting and creepy. And many throughout the years have heard the shattering of mirrors, uh, footsteps, children playing. Children is, all, is a huge part of the uh, the ghostly uh, apparitions that happen here. Mm-hmm. Uh, reports of ghostly apparitions in the windows, uh, specifically... Uh, there are several pictures of people who go to um, who go to visit. They snap photos, and you can see strange things looking back at them from the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try to find some and post them uh, later, but it's pretty interesting. And there are sightings of a thin old lady in a gown and lacy nightcap who would wake them up and then wring her hands and cry. I'm and not into people... it. I'm not into it. <laughs> You're I not like, into it? I like my old lady's fat. No, I can't have you be thin. a fucking thin. thin, gaunt, scary ass. Old, no, just plump. Plenty yeah. of macaroni salad, baby. Plenty yeah. of rolls. Plenty <laughs> of carbs. Plenty in of there. cookout. Plenty of cookout. Plenty of fried ch- fried chicken. Like, yeah. I need my old ladies plump. Yeah. So the theory goes that this curse, quote unquote, curse that mm-hmm. Eve placed upon. Uh, the property is what caused all of these sort of bad things to happen mm-hmm. and why 
these ghosts t- stay there. Are stuck. Oh. Yeah, are stuck. So, like, the ghosts are the people who died as a result of unfortunate events brought about yes. by her curse, and her curse also keeps them trapped there. Yeah. So that's the theory. Damn. Now, there is a second school of thought uh, that says that it is not Eve. Um, however, it is the fact that the house uh, has a hist- had a history of disturbing native burial grounds. So some people believe that that is more likely to be the cause because as the, because like I said, the house was built in three, like it wasn't built at once altogether. So it was built in like three different parts at different times. And eventually uh, when uh, Peyton Randolph acquired it, he was eventually the one that connected all of the wings to form this L-shaped house. Mm -hmm. So... Some people believe that when some of the original structures were being built, that the they disturbed native burial grounds. Mm. Uh, and that some of those burial grounds, like, they built a, uh, I guess, a type of, like, tunnel or pipeline that goes under the house. Mm-hmm. And that was supposedly, like, where the burials were. So the burials were literally right under the house. Now, Colonial, the city of, or Colonial Williamsburg, whatever you want to call it, they don't recognize this fact. Hmm. Um, they claim that no bones or artifacts or anything uh, was ever document documented mm-hmm. as having been found. So they don't acknowledge the fact that the that there had been native. Uh, Native remains. Do we disturbed. know that to be a fact, or is it kind of? It's just more a of like hearsay because record. there are people that like oral have record. yeah, like an oral record that's people that have lived in the area, uh-huh. um, had been you know quoted as saying like oh yeah those, that's where the you know the mm. natives were buried or that's where so and so right the native had Ameri- been buried. the first Americans yeah the first yeah the first Americans but um, the only yeah. actual Americans that are. Native right. to this country. Right. And important that, to remember. Yeah. And when, the area was known to have been, you know, obviously yeah. owned by them right. previously. So I don't know. It's it's up, you know, they sort of leave it up to you as to what you what you think would be more plausible. Hmm. You know, um there in my opinion, there didn't seem to be a lot of like instances or that I could find mm-hmm. until after this incident with Eve. Yeah. So I mean it could too just be like when you get into stuff like that um it's very common that places that have a highly a highly spiritually charged energy will kind of that kind of is a is a constant in the history of of that place like for example if let's say for example the house actually was built on a native american burial ground right the energy from that and the kind of 
for lack of a better term, like the bad juju from that Mm -hmm. and having disturbed that resting ground and that sacred ground, that energy could have magnified, you know, then in later years when Eve placed a curse, that energy could magnify that. And it's like stuff compounds. Yeah. And it's like places that are a lot of places that are haunted are haunted not necessarily by just one thing but it like gets compounded over the years yeah, i agree things kind of just it's it's like it's on a loop and right. like tragedies just keep happening and right. part of it is probably you know could potentially be because of this curse but i'm sure that things just compound on top of each other right through history i yeah and i think and that only magnifies it like every time it just feeds into it yeah i think that uh, i think that yes you probably had that like negative energy there but it was maybe dormant yeah and then a tragic event like that Mm -hmm. her pain that Mm -hmm. she felt the betrayal and just her anger and her rage triggered it oh yeah and opened it you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I could, I could see that happening, um, but yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. I would uh, very much like to go to visit this house. Uh, there's a bunch of people who comment. Like I just wanted to say, there was one um, person who made a comment on their personal experience to the, um, to the, uh, to the house, which was pretty interesting, and they uh, said. They visited in October of 2015 and said, We were in Williamsburg this summer with our daughters. We took the kid-friendly tour the previous night, but wandered on our own on this night. We came upon a ghost tour at the Randolph house and listened in. After hearing about someone answering a knock on the front door with a ghostly knock, my two teenage daughters and I tried it, while my wife and 10-year-old daughter stood far back. When we got no reply at the door, we began to mock the idea of a ghost and knocked on the side door. Again, no reply. As we walked away, my wife yelled out and said she felt something cold and wet uh, wrap around her leg. We thought Mm -hmm. nothing of it until we researched the house and saw that this had been reported on several other occasions. We will no longer be mocking the inhabitants of the Randolph house. You shouldn't have fucking been mocking them to begin with, baby. Right. Do not do that. Mm -mm. If you ever, like, no, don't do it. Especially if you're going to, like, a house that is considered to be the most like the haunted house on the eastern Any seaboard house, though but i mean especially one that is like right that's like super comfort yeah yeah but no i i feel like you know we kind of i mean we have like a horror comedy podcast right so we like to laugh and we like to have fun and joke around and whatever but like we never ever we are very careful as far as respect goes and never we never want to be disrespectful to you know anybody's spirit or any you know and, and so like if you if you go on ghost tours or if you go on anything like that like always try to be respectful it, it's all yeah, in totally. you know your heart has to be in the right place and you know you don't want that yeah i agree cuz if you do you're going to get fucked with like I agree. <laughs> for sure i agree so, yeah, no, always respect. So, yeah, that's the... Uh... I hate that that ghost was like, I'm going to fuck your wife up, though. Like, <laughs> son of she a bitch. She was the one that stayed back. Exactly. She stayed back, and that ghost said, mm, I'm going to get you But that seems to be a history of, like, things grabbing your leg. Like, so, I don't know, I'm not about that. Like, leave my legs alone, mm-hmm. please. Don't be grabbing my legs. Not your leg. You'd rather grab your hand? Something. Don't grab my legs. I'm surprised I haven't been there with all the times that I've... I've never been to Williamsburg. Oh, really? Mm-mm. 
Damn, Williamsburg is cool. I'll take you. I know of a meadery there that's really, really good. A meadery? Yeah, it's where I got that honey that I brought you back, that blueberry oh, um, flower oh, honey. Yeah. Yes. Um, they. It's called... Fuck, what is it called? Um, mm, the logo is a B. It's like silver meadery, silver spring meter. No, silver. That's a Fleetwood Mac song. I'll look it up and then I'll post it. But uh, it's a really, really good meadery. And they ship too. So if you're not trying to go all the way to Williamsburg, I'll post it. But yeah, I'll take you there. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Super good. Um, so are, are we ready for my final story? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's also in Williamsburg. <gasps> Shocker. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Williamsburg, VA, not Williamsburg, New York. Very different place. It's like hipster central. It's weird because people reference it as like a hipster mecca, and I always think like w- colonial Williamsburg, and I'm like, wait, what? And then I have to switch gears. Right. Yes, so my final story takes place in Williamsburg, and it is about... A woman after my own heart, Lucy Ludwell Paradise. Paradise? Yeah, girl. Lucy Paradise. Honey, she classy. All right. Tell us about this Lucy. So, uh, Lucy had a house. Great. It's called the Ludwell Paradise House. All right. Even better. It is a famously haunted house in Williamsburg. There have been numerous, numerous documentations, and all of them kind of share the documentation of activity they all kind of share the same basic points. So it's considered to be pretty confirmed to be haunted. So the house itself was built in 1755 for Colonel Philip Ludwell III. Okay. I'm sorry. I think I pronounced it wrong. Uh, Colonel Philip Ludwell III. The Colonel Philip Ludwell III. The third. Not the fourth, not the second. so yes the third it is located on the north side of the duke of gloucester street in williamsburg and colonel philip traveled between virginia and london he was super fucking important and a cool guy in history himself but this story is not about him it is about lucy lucy so colonel philip the third fast forward he dies sadly in 1767 and the house is inherited by lucy now lucy lived in london full-time and she was married to john paradise who was he sounds fucking fascinating and like a total babe he was a scholar and an academic and he was friends with all these influential people one of which was thomas jefferson Mm -hmm. who was the governor of virginia at the time and also the cousin of the guy that i was talking about yeah, exactly. So he um, was, John Paradise was super cool. Apparently they had a really great marriage. However, he died in 1795 and left her completely destitute. Because scholars don't make money, ladies. <laughs> Let's get you married to a lawyer. For real. <laughs> Academics ain't got no money. But they show can sweet talk. So... John dies in 1795, and Lucy has a pretty rough decade where she tries to make things work in London because she was used to hanging out with high society, and she was used to her London city-goer 
um, way of life. She was a city mouse, not a country mouse. However, being completely destitute in 1805, Lucy had no choice but to return to her Williamsburg house. And actually, Thomas Jefferson um, kind of pulled some strings for her to make it so that she could actually own that house because she literally had nothing. So she had a house, but she had no riches. At this point, when she comes back to Williamsburg in 1805, she was very, hmm, um, she was of colorful sort. Okay. She was very eccentric. She was a suspected kleptomaniac, but then again. <laughs> Wait, was she the one that robbed that bitch, bitch's grave? Maybe, girl. <laughs> I could have been Lucy. <laughs> Sounds like her. No, she apparently was a suspe- suspected kleptomaniac, but then again, she was totally destitute, and extreme poverty does have a way of encouraging you to steal, so she kind of had a reason. She, but she was regard, uh, irregardless committed to her identity as a wealthy socialite. So she would borrow these really nice gowns from other women in the community, and she would put them on and wear them down the street, and she would parade through the streets of Williamsburg <laughs> in these gorgeous gowns, right? But wouldn't everybody know they weren't hers? Well, no. After, after everyone had seen her in the gown, then she cut holes in them so that they were useless to their owners. So that nobody ever really saw anyone in the, those dresses but her. What a so bitch. They assumed that they were hers. What a bitch. Yeah. So she would borrow your damn I'd dress. I'd be mad as hell. And cut a big old hole in bitch, it. Bitch, I come to your house. I cut your ass. How about that? <laughs> Apparently, she would strut through the streets of Williamsburg and kind of talk to other like inhabitants of the city like they were servants. Even though what she was completely destitute. She I was mean, living her know, best life. She though. was. She was. I kind of have to admire her because it's like, you know, mind over matter. She was at fine. that point where she just didn't give any fucks yes. and was like, yes. whatever. I have nothing, so I'm going to pretend like I have For everything. For fucking sure. It's a very Grey Gardens thing, and it gets a little bit more Grey Gardens. I love some Grey Gardens. It gets a little more Grey Gardens. I actually can't watch that movie because I'm too empathic. It, it fucks me up real good. I'm not okay for days after. So she would also do this thing where she would invite people over for tea to her house. And she still owned her carriage, but she didn't have any horses because she had no money to feed them and keep them up and all that stuff. So she had one slave who would roll the carriage back and forth on her back porch and talk about all the wonderful things that they were passing by, even though they were just staying in one place. Oh, my God. 100% first all, colonial gray gardens. First of all, that's awful. That is disgusting. Like, Second I mean, I'm pretty all, sure that you just, like, they just shook the carriage. Like, it, st- it definitely stayed in one place. But and then still. narrated. <laughs> but still. Yeah, apparently that's what she would do. And everybody that was over for tea, they were just kind of like, um, I'm going to go now. So were they having tea in the carriage? No, I think they had tea. And then she was like, we're going to go on a journey. And then she took them out to the back porch. And then, you know, just kind of shook the carriage around and talked about all the cool (laughs) stuff that they were doing. It was like imagination land. It was like that episode of Spongebob where it's like, imagination. You there got was some interesting people for yeah. your shit this week. I mean, she was kind of trying to keep it together, but she wasn't doing too great. I think that I my only... stories this week revealed the week that I had. 
<laughs> I can only hope. I can only wait to see what uh, what else this this woman is doing. So the other weird thing about Lucy, weird character trait, is that she bathed a lot. She was described as having a like fetish for bathing, and by which that, is an she interesting probably, phrase. She probably only bathed once a day. No, she bathed uh, six times a day. Oh. Okay, I thought it was going to be like that. Ooh, you bathe once a day. You think you're something. No, 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 no. <laughs> she bathed like six times a day. Apparently, she was like really about it, and she had this thing with cleanliness. And it could have been like it. It could have been like a an OCD type thing, maybe. I don't know, but whatever. Maybe she just liked baths. Maybe she just really fucking loved baths. And you know, if there is one thing you know about me, it's that I fucking love a bath. If she was alive this day and had a lush, she would be shook. She would be. Ooh, girl. Spirit sister. Up to 12 baths a day. <laughs> Double it. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was her big thing. That's important. So in 1812, remember she moved there in 1805. By 1812, it's been seven years and we've all decided that Lucy's just crazy as fuck. So right. the some sources say the women of the town. Some sources just say the town. I have no idea. Uh, but the town basically decided that she was insane, and they committed her to the public hospital for persons or of insane or disordered minds, which is a fucking mouthful. Yeah. The public hospital for persons of insane or disordered minds, was one of the first mental asylums, if not the first mental asylum in this country. Ooh. Um, It is a fucked up story in itself. And I kind of wanted to get into it on this episode, but there's just so much there that I feel like we could do a whole episode on, like, mental asylums by itself. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm so down. So I'm going to kind of, like, table that and save it. But... Basically, Lucy was committed, and this place was everything that you would imagine of a colonial mental asylum. It was super fucked up. Fucking awful. Um, There were, like, they would just chain the patients to, like, walls. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's recess. Um, Mental health was not not treated well back in the day. Um, In some cases, it still isn't. And that's a read. So while, yeah, that's a read for... The shitty healthcare system that ignores mental health and then wonders why people commit suicide. Anyway, too deep, too deep. Um, While Lucy was in the public hospital, she experienced, obviously, grotesque and terrible treatment. Um, She was starved. She was um, beaten. She was hosed down. She was chained up. All that type of fucked up shit. And after two years of imprisonment there, she committed suicide. Now, I looked high and low for method of suicide, and I couldn't couldn't find it. Um, So I'm not sure how she did it, but needless to say, she had had enough of the public hospital. After that happened, people started reporting strange activity in the Ludwell Paradise House. It's said that her ghost haunts the upper floor of that house. 
And the sound of water being poured into the wash basin and splashing around can be heard throughout the house at random times. Those who gather below Lucy's bedchamber window outside outside, often catch a glimpse of her ghost looking down at them. And she often appears in photos that tourists take of this window looking out. So she's still taking her baths even in the afterlife. She loves a good soak. And I am a woman who appreciates a good soak, Miss Lucy. So you soak on. And if we ever go, I'll leave a lush bath bomb for her. You know what? That would be nice. Because I know she'd like it. That would be nice. It's interesting, though, that she came back to the house. Because a lot of the times you think, like, you know, a ghost haunts where they die. Yeah, that's um, that's not... We think of that as being the case, but often it's just where you have um, your most prolific moments like the moment that sticks with you right so i imagine that she went back to her home because you know that was the home that that was her home her father had built and yeah where she lived and that's where she took her baths yeah either that or like transcontinental spirit airfare is just a little too pricey maybe so had to stay in the williamsburg house maybe No, uh, I thought I just think that's a cool story because she just I mean, I love I love ghost stories where the ghost is not like a fucking menace where they're just like trying to chill and take a bath or whatever. She likes your casual ghost. Yeah. Because that would be their fucking best me. Afterlife. That would 100 percent be me. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to fuck with you. I'm just trying to lay here and take this bath. And just live in this house because it's my fucking house, and you can redecorate it however the fuck you want. On my metaphysical plane, really, it's gonna stay the same <laughs> as what I fucking had until they bring like one thing in that I hate, and I just break it every time, and they yeah. keep replacing it, and I just keep breaking it. Yeah, I I would be a menace ghost. You probably would because you be damn can't take us alive. I'd be fucking menace. I would be. You've seen the movie Poltergeist, right? Yeah. I would drag that bitch through the TV screen. No, I'm too chill for that. I just want to. I just want to chill and hang out. I just want to. No, I would just want to like. I just want to fuck with you. Like I wouldn't do anything that would cats. hurt you. I wouldn't do anything that would hurt you, but I'd fuck with you. Mm. I'd like come in when like you'd come in one day, and I'd just have all your fucking cabinets open. God damn! I hope you don't die before me, because I swear to God. I'd leave the refrigerator open. And you would haunt me, too. You'd fucking pick you, me. For damn sure I would fucking haunt oh my you. God. Out of everybody, I would I'd haunt you. I'd come home you. and all my shit would be just, like, out on the floor. Uh-huh. All the shit that's in the cabinets is just on the floor. Yep. Nothing's broke. It's just all laid out. It's just inconvenient. I'd be like, fuck you. I would be, I hate inconvenience in the real life, so I would be nothing but inconvenient in the afterlife. Well, I have some news for you about your real life. <laughs> I have some news about how you are in real life. <laughs> no. No. Um, I feel like I would be a chill ghost. I do feel like I would be that go- Like, you know those ghost stories where it's like, I was 
home alone and I was just doing my thing and I read my book for a while and then I settled into my bed and snuggled in and went to sleep and I rolled over an hour later and there was a ghostly figure beside me. That would 100% be me. I just want to bathe in your tub and I just want to snuggle sometimes. Sometimes I just need a little snuggle. You just want a little love. Yeah. Sometimes. A little spooning, a little afterlife spooning. Ugh. You know, what's good? Nah. It's fine. I'm going to wait in the shadows. Just wait in the shadows and just turn you, on your light. You know that. You <laughs> kn- wait till you get in the bed. Turn your fucking light. Your fucking God damn it. I, you better fucking not. I will fucking salt and burn your ass. No. You if you start, get rid of me, though. If you start fucking flipping switches, I swear to God. Um, you, you couldn't get rid of me. It would be like insidious where it'd be like, no, she's just fucking haunted, not the house. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker will not let go of her. And then they go through, like, she's pictures. You. They go through pictures of me and instead of looking, like, intimidating and shit. You're just, like, fucking making faces behind me. Like, I'm just like, 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 what is this? What is that? And it's just me and I'm like. You're just, like, making a face. Tongue sticking out. God making a face. It. It's like that moment where they talk about Annabelle the doll. Doing bunny ears behind me. Yeah. They're talking about Annabelle the doll and it's like, the house isn't haunted. She's a conduit. <laughs> oh, God. I would be pissed, too. Me in the background. For fucking sure. I would be <laughs> fucking sure. This is my girl, yo. No, I, I feel like I would just want to snuggle and take some baths. You know, ghost sex is a thing, though. Uh, I'm aware. We should do an episode on that. I'm aware. I think it's fascinating. I mean, I don't want it to happen to me. I definitely, I do not want it to happen to me. But I think it's so fascinating. All right. So I guess next week we'll see you with fucking ghost sex. Uh, Yeah. Next week we'll talk about ghost boning. It really is a fascinating subject. It intrigues me. And I haven't decided if people are just fucking off their rockers or... If that's a thing. Should we add another color to the queer flag for that? Pan-spiritual sexuality? No, we're not doing that. Don't give anybody any ideas. We... Could it be, like, clear? (laughs) All right. Well... Thank you guys so much for tuning in with, uh, to the Haunted Heart Podcast this evening. <laughs> this might um, be our last episode if we get taken off. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what you're going to end up with. If you have stayed with us throughout uh, the last eh, five minutes, God, you're the best. <laughs> we just <laughs> you're the best. We love and, and appreciate you more than you know. Uh, and we will love and appreciate you more if you buy our merch. Uh, <laughs> and join our Facebook group and hang out with us. Um, we're on there. We always see everything that everybody posts, and I try to comment on everything. Um, but know that we see everything that goes up, and we think our group is really cool, and we love everyone on there, and we love to see people post, so definitely post things um, to the group. And come hang out with us on Patreon. We have a bunch of cool shit there. We're going to have more cool shit there. Um, we do have a surprise for this week that is going to go up. We and promise. Yeah, we promise. And that is just kind of like a 
that's kind of like the super exclusive club. It's um, really cool. We love our patrons. So. All right, guys. I guess we're at that point in the evening. The hour is upon us. Our candles have burned low, and so has our patience. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also really fucking hot, and I'm ready to get this fucking air conditioning back on. God bless. So, all right, guys. Uh, Oh, by the way, let us know. Comment if you've ever had any ghostly experiences. I would also love to know that. Um, Yes, or email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to know your experiences and also potentially share them on the show. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? You Which probably theory do. do you believe in? Like you... in my story, do you think it's Native American or do you think that it was a curse or a fusion of both? I want to know your opinion. So, and Katie does too. I do. I do want to know more than anything. Yes. More than anything I want to know. All right, guys. I hope you have a great week. Happy 4th of July. Stay safe. Happy America Day. Yes. Celebrate. I think it's an important time to celebrate our nation and all of our nation. Especially since we are so divided, this country is still a great place, and we are strong because we are different. Yes, completely agree. From each other. All right, guys. And until next time, stay stay spooky. spooky.